is passionate about cars with Steve Kennard, teaching drivers how to survive the world of modern motoring and imparting wisdom to the next generation of motor technicians. Hello everyone, it's Passionate About Cars. We woke up this morning to thick snow, well I mean for Brighton it's thick snow, three inches, and uh, I'm sitting in the... um the main lobby, the main area where uh, customers come at first class garage, and Steve's manning the lobby because he's short of staff this morning, Steve. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually playing secretary as well today. The sec- secretary's on two days' holiday. Um, she's back in on uh, Monday, today being Friday. So I'm sort of man in the front desk as well as uh, everything else, you know, general dog's body, that's me. We, we've had a fair bit of snow overnight. Um, I, I live just on the outskirts uh, in Wooding Dean, and um, as always out there, it does tend to get a little bit worse. Probably had about sort of five or six inches of um, snow um, settling on the ground overnight in, in Wooding Dean, which has made it difficult to get out. Public transport, you know, buses not running. I came in from Wooding Dean this morning and, and picked four women up on the way in actually this morning like all walking to work um along the uh, the warren road um and it was still snowing quite heavily uh, it was a bit breezy out there and uh, and all the the women said like you know that this is a bit of a first they wouldn't normally step into a motor with a stranger so so obviously i can't you know i, I couldn't sort of uh, encourage people to do that but but the conditions were such that um you know, it's just I'm coming that way, um, and, and I've got sort of the benefit of a four-wheel drive um, for the workshop. Um, so it just made sense rather than see them struggling on foot to work. See any good examples of uh, interesting snow driving on the way, Steve? Oh yeah, yeah. There's, they're out there, and the sort of people that are really not sure when it comes to these sort of conditions should stay at home. They ought never ever to get behind the wheel if they're not sure about the conditions stay away from the wheel one of the big problems you get is you've got four-wheel drive vehicles out there that do find it a lot easier to get through these conditions but then you'll always come across the person that doesn't understand the conditions will drive at two three four mile an hour and constantly get stuck because you you just need to keep momentum going you need to just keep let the engine take it and, uh, and you see people, you know, all oh, they get up to five mile an hour, so they're dabbing the brakes. Uh, not really the thing to do. Um, so if you're not really sure, obviously best advice is, um, is, is to stay at home, stay out of the conditions. And if you don't have to drive, again, stay out of the conditions. Um, it's only if, you're, if you really have to drive, um, then, um, you know, if you don't have a lot of alternative t- but to venture out, um, then you know obviously you don't have much alternative it's as simple as that particularly if you're living in the outer areas or if you know a neighbour's got a four wheel drive um, you can catch a lift with someone you know then that, 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 that's definitely the way to go um, but yeah there's more forecasts for the weekend um, and although it's nice and blue sky and bright out there at the moment it, uh, it is still hovering around freezing um, and I've noticed one of the big problems we've got where the snow's packing down because the temperatures are so low we've we've got a lot of solid ice forming underneath um, so until the gritters get out there it's not a good idea to be on the road in fairness um, we've had two of the guys from the workshop um, that live in the outer areas um, haven't made it in this morning they phoned in can't get in uh, but likewise we've had customers that, that again whose cars are booked in 
are not coming in. Not that we're expecting too many. Um, we have had some come in, and uh, and we'll continue to get people coming in um, with the non-start problems, um, the bad starting, and and then after the weekend, we'll probably get the run of collision damaged vehicles where people have just lost it on ice. Um, that's the normal sort of pattern that we get. Yeah. So. So, yeah, you know, sort of mixed feelings about the conditions, really. But, you know, uh, we we were talking earlier on... um, One thing I do find nowadays, a lot of the driving does come down to common sense, and a lot of people seem to lack a bit of common sense when they're driving. So, should we have a look on the shop floor then, Steve? Yeah, have a a wander around the shop, see what's going on. So here we are in the the garage. At the moment, I mean, we've we've got a fair bit of... um, you know work sitting here um got uh, one or two problematic jobs um i've got one in at um the kia at the end there's a mm. kia sorrento um that uh has got a uh it's coming for a noise uh but of course i can't get out and road test it and uh, and have a listen to the noise so we don't know quite what the noise is or where it's coming from but we'll uh, once once the temperature sort of picks up a bit, or the roads clear a bit, and we can get it out and have a listen to it. Mm. But it's noise off the back end. This is a, just an 06 one. Um, bearing noise or something? I really don't know. I mean, right. you know, pe- people come in with these weird descriptions, um, and we've got to sort of decipher them. The, the easiest thing is is to obviously get the person in the car, take them out, and let them point the noise out. Because mm. in the past we have fixed noises. Mm that don't bother people you know we we road test listening for a noise repair that and then when they pick the car up they say well the noise is still there yeah and you say well we fix it oh no don't worry about that noise i know that that's been there for ages you know (laughs) it's the other noise and so i think well so so you see a lot easier if we can get the customer to take us out and just point the noise out and say it's that noise rather than that noise Mm. So, so yeah, that, that's that's one thing. But unfortunately, this guy dropped the car off this morning, and um, he had to shoot off before we could actually get him in the car and go around the block. Not that it would have been easy, um, you know, five mile an hour trying to listen to a noise. Mm. Um, we've got a uh, there's a Vectra over there that's got got a problem. Um, this is a fifty-three plate Vectra we recovered a week ago. Auto gearbox problem. Had no drive another gearbox in there customer supplied second hand unit not recommended we don't sort of recommend second hand units but i guess again with economic climate and everything people's budgets this particular one though we've we've done that put another gearbox in um but it's also uh it's losing power steering now um this this is something totally unrelated um and, uh, and it appears to be um, a voltage problem. Um, when we just sort of checked out the car, um, the voltage is, is sort of dropping away from um, 14 volts when it's running. Um, as soon as you start putting things on, it, it's dropping away to sort of 12 volts. That, in turn, is causing problems. With, with the systems nowadays, once you get a little, little bit of a voltage drop, it does actually flag up various sort of problems and, and the power steering which is electronic on that is um, just stopping working it's just failing to work so well, when you say it's electronic do you mean that the actual power 
for the steering is from electricity or the sensing is electronic? No, well, I mean, they do have... Uh, all cars nowadays have got electronic sensors everywhere on them. Um, this particular one has got a pump, uh, electronic pump, which is fitted underneath the um, offside wheel arch. Mm. Um, and there's, it's got a reservoir underneath there, again, that you can't get to. So when it comes to topping it up, it makes it a bit more difficult. Um, and the pipes then run back to the power steering um, rack itself. The, the rack is fairly conventional. Unlike the old cars, you used to have mechanical pumps fitted to the engines. Um, you know, anything mechanical, you can see what's going on. When it's electronic, it's a little bit more difficult to see. You've got to start checking for power feeds, uh, for earth feeds. And, uh, and when you get these sort of cars here, which have got a... Um, uh, like these, these electronic systems, all these systems talk to each other via a, what they call a CAN bus sort of setup. Mm. And uh, if you get a problem in one system, that in turn can upset what happens on another system and uh, on another system. So, so you really have to get get into it by way of a um, diagnostic equipment and, uh, and and basically download any sort of faults that may be in any of the systems. Mm clear them out or repair them because they could be causing faults in other parts of the car mm. it's it's a I, I don't know whether it is, it's called progress i don't know if it is so much in the way of um progress really it sounds like cars are becoming pcs on wheels oh without a doubt um you know we, we've mentioned in previous episodes about ecus mm. and it, it's not unheard of for cars to have 15 20 even more than 20 ecus on it mm. that um, each ecu which is a, a like a, a, a little computer runs various systems and on a lot of cars all these computers talk to each other mm. and if there's a little bit of a hiccup anywhere in the system then it's a breakdown in communication you know uh, so things then stop working we start getting weird and wonderful faults mm. we we've then got to try and decipher from the various fault codes that we get you know where where the faults likely to lie you know um they're very very weird very strange Uh, i think i've mentioned before about a um rain sensor on a clio Mm. making the windows go up and down wasn't it no no that no that was on a uh, galaxy no that's right yeah this this was on a uh clio we had an engine management light come up and it did turn out that it was the rain sensor on the windscreen and the guy had had the windscreen replaced and there'd been a problem with the connection i think they'd either trap the wire the windscreen company had trapped the wire or whatever but um but that in turn brought an engine management light up so you know it's a case of one system talking to another or not or giving wrong information or not and so, so it is, yeah, it's becoming more and more difficult. And, um, it does remind me of 2001 a bit. I'm sorry, Dave, there's too much petrol going into the windscreen. I can't help. It is a little bit like that, yeah. <laughs> so some of these faults are just just really, really sort of weird, you know. Um, but there you go. I mean, this, this is, this is um, technology, hmm. as they call it. So... Anything else happening on the shop floor? Doesn't seem madly busy here at the moment. No, no, it's not because of the weather. As I say, two of the guys are not uh, made it in today, um, along with probably, uh, I think we've had about sort of six, seven, eight jobs uh, as of yet haven't turned up. Um, They'll probably all turn up lunchtime once the roads clear a bit Mm. and expect them all to be ready for tonight. Uh, Won't happen. 
Many well, of your suppliers affected by the weather? Um, yeah, there, there, there is. I mean, we, we were expecting a part here for a customer's car. He's going away on Tuesday. The part should have been here today. Uh, we spoke to the supplier this morning, and they're now talking about Monday. Mm. That's now going to cut it extremely fine for us to get the guy's car repaired and for him to use on Tuesday to go away in. So um, not a lot you can do about it. Um, we, we're just currently seeing if we can get anything else a little bit more local, but, uh, you know, we won't hold their breath. Funny enough, that's a power steering problem and all. Really? Hmm. Yeah. Um, that one's on a Bilingo. Uh, he got don't, re- don't tell me, it's because the exhaust sensor <laughs> he won't talk to the windscreen and... <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. This, this, this one is just um, a mechanical pump, and it, it right. packed up. The guy was um, up in London, um, and he's had to get recovered back. Mm. So we've we've got that to do. But he's um, he's fretting. He's he's an old chap, an old standing customer, been with us many years. Um, but he does worry and he does fret, and he's fretting big time at the minute. Right. <laughs> just to finish off, Steve, I thought we'd uh, do a few uh, quick motoring tips for winter I know we've done this before but it's always worth covering mm. especially driving in the snow tips well as, as we said earlier on like if, if you don't have to drive then don't mm. first of all that's the biggest tip um, if you do have to drive plenty of time and another thing um, if, if your car is covered in snow don't just clear the windscreen you know clear the snow off the bonnet clear the snow off the roof because when you sort of stop it slides forward down on the screen can't see Mm. on the bonnet it's constantly sort of blowing up onto the screen can't see side windows you need to be able to see out the side windows Mm. a bit like everything really you know you need to have as as good a visibility as you can get so make sure all your windows are clear and just just knock that six inches of snow off the bonnet you know trying to look over uh, a large sort of accumulation of snow on a bonnet is not easy I did see a car this morning that did look very much like uh, a Christmas log on wheels. I almost felt like putting a Santa Claus on a Christmas tree on top. Yeah, there was an awful lot. I mean, I I sort of passed a few this morning coming in where they've literally just cleared with the wipers. You know, they've got in the car cleared with the wipers. So you've got a couple of like peepholes, which apart from anything else is actually illegal. Mm. Peephole driving is illegal. Um... So, so make sure your windows are clear, make sure your lights and everything are working. Obviously your tyres, you need to have decent tyres for, for grip and traction. Um, and, and just all your manoeuvring, just take that a little bit steadier. You know, no sudden movements, no sudden acceleration, no sudden braking. Uh, if you do happen to lock the wheels up, then come off the brake, dab the brakes. Uh, this is basically what ABS does uh, a lot faster than we can. Um, but, but if you do feel that your, your wheels are locked up, come, come off the brake. You know, because if you've got a, a wheel that's locked up, you have no control over it. So uh, a bit like turning when you're cornering. If you turn the wheel, you find yourself ploughing straight on. Um, you know, you, you've got no control on the car. So like any sort of skid, turn into it. You know, just turn into the skid. But if, if you take things steady, give yourself plenty of time with your manoeuvres then you shouldn't really get yourself into that sort of situation. So it's all about minimising risks. Mm. Obviously, antifreeze, you need to make sure you've got good strength antifreeze at the moment. Windscreen washers. A lot of people put in washing up liquid mm. into there. Uh, all that tends to do is react to whatever is in there, um, and it congeals. Ah. 
So it tends to block the jets, blocks mm. the pipes, blocks the pumps, and we end up having to clean out the pipe works, the pumps and everything, because it's full of like a jelly mm. sort of content in the bottom of the wa- washer bottle. So, so use a recognised um, screen wash additive that's also got antifreeze in it, mm. so it stops it from freezing, mm. which is going to be extremely useful uh, once the old grit on the roads, because again... It's that sort of thing. Um, it's always a good idea as well to give the car a bit of a clean off more regularly during this mm. these sort of conditions when the, the salt's out there, mm. particularly under wheel arches, because the salt, as we all know, salt, metal equals rust. Yep. So give it a good clean off. And um, again, these sort of conditions, always worth carrying warm coats, gloves, hats, anything in the car because you never know if you're going to get caught out get stuck in the car um and it's no good sitting in there freezing your conkers off you know you if you've got just throw something on the back seat yeah that sort of thing you know um carry a blanket you know the old the old sort of car blankets that you used to see on the back shelves of the older cars mm. anything like that just something to sort of help you keep warm mm. so it's a little bit of dress for the occasion be sensible common sense employ common sense you know um that's mostly what sort of winter motoring is all about excellent well steve kennard our first class garage kemp town brighton uk thank you very much indeed okay cheers andy thanks for listening to passionate about cars visit the podcast website at passionate-about-cars.com and steve's excellent garage first class garage can be found at www.1stclassgarage.co.uk.